What's up, Kinksters? This is Kinkyistics with Kristen. And Jamie, we're here to pleasure all your holes. So let's jump into it. This month we're reading Wicked Fate by Monique Stokes. I almost said strokes. Because <laughs> we were just talking about hand jobs. <laughs> anyway, so the back of the book. Three monsters are after Zeta's heart. One is a vampire prince who's been waiting for her for centuries. She's so beautiful, and she fits perfectly into his plans for the future as his bride. This world is changing, and they'll rule it all together. One is a hybrid, a mixture of bloodlines. She's fated to be his mate, and he'll do anything to protect her. Being son of the Lycan King, demon blood runs through his veins, but this has turned many against him and her. One is a demon tasked to protect her. He knows she can never be his, but the heart wants what it wants, even if that heart is a pitch black and hails from the underworld. A storm is coming. Betrayal lies around every corner. No one can be trusted, not even when the fate of vampires and lichens hang in the balance. Zeta is the key to bringing in an end to this war, but what if this comes to in the form of bloodshed and bullets? And what if she can't do it alone? <laughs> I thought you were going to slam the book down. I thought about it. You thought about it? For drama. Mm. So what did you think? I hated the ending. It just kind of fizzles. <laughs> I think this is the first time we ever disagreed on a book. Because oh. I actually kind of liked the ending. Oh. And I could see where she was building it up to some to like a sequel to this. Right. But I, I hated that you didn't really get any sort of resolution. It just kind of floated away. That I can kind of see where there's a lack of resolution. But for me, I didn't feel like you earned like through the book, you didn't feel like you earned enough like you didn't care about any one character enough to like no. really care about a resolution being there or not. That's true. And so I started getting more into the lore of like why like the history she was trying to build around the lichens and the mm -hmm. vampires because it felt like Underworld the movie became a book. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't just me. No! Oh my I god! I was reading it and I kept thinking about Underworld and I was like, this is just like and I mean, there were so many different similarities that I was like, did, "Is this a ripoff of Underworld?" It or was is. It, like it is. <laughs> just inspired by Underworld, or because there's so many similarities. I mean, yes, it's different too; it's its own thing. But right. the similarities. Well, I started looking for the differences because I was like, "Oh my goodness, war between lichens and vampires! This is fucking Underworld." She wears black there's leather. A there's a hybrid that everybody like once killed, and, and the chick that's like the main hunter is in love with the hybrid and yeah and they're trying to marry her off to the prince the prince of vampires or whatever to yep. settle her down and there's even like i think the king in underworld was named marcus too i believe so yeah. yes yeah and marcus is the king of vampires in this yes and the king of the lichens is muriel and this book but i think he had a different name i think he had a different name yeah but yes no, it felt like I liked the lichens a lot better in this book than I did in Underworld. Yes. But it was pretty much the same thing, Kristen. You weren't imagining that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when she started getting into the god stuff, like talking about the history and the underworlds and how lichens and vampires came to be. And I was like, oh, this is actually something fascinating. I like yeah. this. I thought that was really cool that they brought in the gods. Because it was a chore to read before they got brought in. It was. Like, even with the sex, you're just like, okay. Well, and all the sex happened in the first half of the book. Basically, yes. She banged a couple of guys. That she barely knew. Right? She's like, oh, this is my mate? Okay, I guess I'll mate him. Oh, this is going to be my husband? Okay, I guess I'll have sex with him. Right? Oh, the sacred thing that bonds me with him forever? Bloodlust? Whatever. I guess if I'm marrying him, I should do it anyway. Like, Right? And that was after she knew about her mate, too. No, that was before she knew about her mate. She blood, yeah. She did the bloodlust thing with Corbin, the vampire prince, mm -hmm. in the very beginning, because her dad, like her dad's, like, "Hey, you're gonna marry this vampire prince and make beautiful well, vampire they babies." The, they did the bloodlust the second time they had sex. Yes, which I guess that was 
that the second time they had sex was after she found out that she was prophesized to have a mate. But right. the idea of having a future mate and like actually being mated to that person is something different because there's yeah you know things can happen but she knew that she was supposed to be with somebody else she knew like she had been prophesized to be with somebody else but she didn't believe it she was like she was just like this is just something that some woman said (laughs) yes until i get proof i'm gonna continue to think i'm gonna become some vampire queen and marry corbin so you know whatever let's just do a little bloodlusting before the wedding Right, <laughs> which she knew she shouldn't have done because it gives, it creates a bond between them that's yep. unbreakable, yep. at least until death. She knew she shouldn't have been doing that shit, especially that was like the third time she met him. Yep, she didn't know she could trust him. She didn't know shit about him. No, she didn't know anything about him. Later, she decides that he's a monster. Right, because he is. Yep. See, you shouldn't get married when you're young. That's that shit's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> And like the second guy, her mate, the hybrid, Aaron. she meets him and he's completely naked when she meets him. And she's just like, oh, look at that dick. Yep. That's my mate. I guess I'll have sex with him. Yep. Okay. I guess we're going to like do the mating now and make a baby, you know, ritual thing. Like, I don't really understand what happened in that scene other than his dick went into her. And then they well, did a doggy style. He also did the bloodlust thing because he was like, somebody bit you here. So then he decided that he would suck her blood. Yeah. Because he was like, you're mine. Nobody else's. Right. She and didn't suck his blood, though. Right. So the bond isn't solidified. But there was the bloodlust. At least she learned. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why she's like, and then, and then the third guy, the demon. <laughs> I mean, at least she has reason to like him. He's been, like, with her since, like, you know, she came to the castle and he's been watching over her. Mm-hmm. And they've act- he's actually protected her. He took a bullet for her. He rescued her. He got tortured for her, yep. you know, and he didn't even get any of that booty. He just nope. got, like... He just got some blood. He got some blood and watch her masturbate. That's it. Yep. And she's like, oh my goodness, I want to have sex with you, but I made it. And to your to the guy you're loyal to. And he's like, yeah, that's my king. Oh, God damn, I want to fuck you so bad because I'm a demon and you're hot. <laughs> like, that was it. Well, and that's how demons gain their power is by having sex. Yes. And she didn't even know, like, how he healed himself and got all that magic back. Was it because he drank her blood? Or was it because... He got to watch her masturbate. Yes. Yep. Because she got so hot and needy. Mm-hmm. And this is after she found out she was carrying someone else's baby. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and she was like, what do you mean I'm pregnant? We only did it twice. Only like, twice? Oh, honey. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I mean, no, it couldn't happen the first time because he came in your mouth. But, I mean, still, all it takes is once. No, the first time that um the that Aaron and her did it he came in her I thought he came in her mouth oh did he cuz i i kind of might have blanked out like cuz this was boring to me <laughs> i was like oh my gosh i know he came in her mouth and the the one that was interesting and the one i did pay attention to was when he licked all the blood off of her and there was all that blood play Mm-hmm. Like, and then he ended up fucking her and filling her and making sure she was filled properly. And I was like, hmm, that reminds me of that breeding kink we covered two episodes ago. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. That was when they killed the uh, lion. Right. Cougar. Yeah. They called it mountain a lion, lion, but they also called it a cougar. Because cougars are also mountain lions. Okay. Depending on which part of the country you're from. Okay. Yeah. They're the same creature. Okay. But a lion and a mountain lion are not the same creature. Right. Yeah. Okay, back to the kink. <laughs> Before we go National Geographic on it. <laughs> Which was, blood play is actually called, was it hematotolonia? Hemagolonia? Hematotolonia. Or lognia. Lonia, lognia, something like that. Yeah, the love of blood. Mwah. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. They are vampires. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, so... At least this book embraces that love of blood. And like it does. Really... And I liked that. Yes. 
because he bit her in multiple places, licked blood off of her, you know, they had sex covered in blood, like, Mm -hmm. you know, blood was there. Well, and even when she was feeding in the very beginning, yeah, she had blood dripping from her mouth and she just kind of wiped it off with her mouth, not her mouth, she wiped off her mouth with her sleeve. Right. So she was covered in blood whenever she met um, Corbin the first time. But you can't really tell because she's wearing all black. Yeah. But still, she was covered in blood. She's always covered in blood. Pretty much. Yeah, she's a killer. Mm-hmm. But then they tried to turn her into a princess. I think that's why I liked her the first half of the book. And the second half of the book, I was just like, you're stupid. You just keep fucking people. And you keep getting lamer and lamer. Like, you're giving your power to these men. Stop. It was stupid. Yes. It was. Because I was... Like, I didn't feel anything for her. No! I kept waiting for that moment where she becomes, like, this mighty, powerful vampire queen. And she, like, fucking whips these men's asses into shape and says, everybody... I'm the queen now. You guys are all going to get fucking along because I'm fucking all these men. Okay. And I'm Miss Powerful. But no, no, she was just. No, she just gets locked up. She's a good girl. She gets locked up by her father. Yeah. And then her friends rescue her. Yep. And take her to her other man. Yeah. Because she gets passed from man to man to man. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And oh. She was better in the first half of the book. She was when she was just owning her personality and going around and murdering things that she didn't like. Yep. She was like, and then she just became a creature of lust, basically. Yeah, she was just like, everything, fuck me, please. I'm a good girl. I need that dick. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nothing wrong with that in certain points. But if you get out into the world and you're like still doing that for the people when there's... <sighs> for the people for the men around you and you're just like yeah okay whatever you want like there's a point where you need to stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. as a person in the relationship and say look this isn't working for me i'm a person you need to respect me and we need to be you need to treat me with respect right and she was just letting everybody walk all over her throughout the whole book and getting passed she's they're like go here and she's like okay and the more the book went on, the more it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just started hating it. And they gave her the excuse that she was pregnant and they were trying to protect her. But I tell you what, the first six months of your pregnancy, you're basically like every other person. You can do everything. Well, but for vampires, it's faster. Exactly. But still. Okay. So those first few days, she was basically in the first six months of pregnancy. I mean, she wasn't even showing till like day three. Right. Right. So, like, if she's not even showing and no one can tell, then she's perfectly okay to keep going about her business. Right. And she was even saying, hey, no, it's fine. I can do this. But then she also kind of backed off and was like, whatever. Right. Okay, fine. Protect me. She didn't have the gumption to back up her words because she wanted to please the men around her. Right. And that pissed me off a lot. Yeah. I did not care about these characters at all. But the mythology is kind of interesting with, like, the moon god and the night goddess. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. I did. So the ending kind of sucked, but I also did like that it ended with the gods. Yes. I thought that was cool. Like, as much as it just kind of fizzled. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. It's like, hey, everybody's dead. We've got six months to take care of this mess. And then it goes to the gods. Right. And... Which I liked that they went to the gods, but I wish that it had more to it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, okay, so basic plot line is Zena, because I think we skipped over that. Did we? <laughs> we did. We skipped over basic plot line because we were talking about the characters and their relationships. Zeta's a vampire and she's the council head's daughter. Uh-huh. In the beginning, she's this crazy hunter warrior yep. who goes around murdering Lycan because that's what she's been trained to do. She yep. thinks they're bad and she's racist against Lycan. Right, because that's what they've been brought up to believe is that <laughs> vampires are better than Lycans and so the Lycans need to be eradicated. Yes. And so then her dad says, hey, come home. We have a meeting with, you know, another vampire 
clan and come to find out it's actually the vampire prince he's there and he wants to marry her and he's wanted to marry her ever since he saw her in a prophecy which was like centuries ago and he's like i want her she's gonna be my bride and so he's been waiting for her to come of age yeah which is creepy but you know a little bit you know like this man is centuries old and here she is i don't know like what 30 or something uh 27 24 something like that they said her age it was either 24 or 27 but i feel like that's still like really fucking young right especially for a vampire right like that's a little baby vampire yeah yeah like she might look like a full-grown woman but that's Okay, it's like a 13-year-old because some 13-year-olds look like full-grown-ass women. And you're like, huh. But they're not women. No, they're babies. They're babies. You don't touch them. No. And that's what she is, the vampire world. She is. All of these men are grooming her. Her Mm -hmm. dad is grooming her. These men are grooming her and she's going along with it and being a good girl. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even know what lust is. Until she sees Corbin for the first time. Well, she said that she had had sex before. Okay, but that's different than lust. That's true. And she makes that distinction because, you know, having sex is, oh, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm curious. I wonder what this is. You know, all 13-year-olds, when they're figuring out their sexuality, like, play with themselves and, Mm -hmm. you know, experiment with each other. And that's just natural parts of sexuality which is what she did up until corbin when she's like "Ooh, he's really pretty again 13 year olds do that with adults mm-hmm. they're like oh my goodness that's why you have 13 year olds lusting after 25 year old boy band members and teachers and teachers like everybody has that hot teacher yep and it's the teacher's job not to lust after the child yep and to let them down gently yes like no honey i'm sorry because they're not mentally prepared for the emotional impact of an actual relationship right and they don't under like and to have that much power over somebody because of the life experiences that come with that much age difference and here this little baby vampire is uh-huh. not being considered that. They're just treating her like a woman. Yeah. But this is the consequences of her being treated like a woman. And I feel like that's like, this is what would happen to any like 16 year old. That's like, oh my goodness, this older guy wants to marry me. Okay. I'll marry him, daddy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, the fact that he called her a good girl. It felt yes. creepy. A little bit. And I wasn't invested in their sex at all because the whole thing felt really creepy because that's what happened is they met, she go and then, then she's like, well, you know, I don't have time for love or whatever. I'm going to just go out and hunt things because, you know, I'm a hunter. And again, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Child's like, you know what? I don't understand this shit. It's adult shit. Go away. I'm going to go play video games. Right. That's what she did. She went out hunting. But then she finds out that, you know, there's people out there that depend on her to, like, tell the king that the lichens are going to, like, come after us and, like, destroy the, the vampires. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to the, she's like, Daddy, Daddy, we've got to save our people. We need to go talk to the king now about these lichens. And Daddy's like, okay, honey, I'm sure the king and Prince Corbin would love to see you. Yep. And so he takes her to go get married. <laughs> Which, by the way, she finds out that they're getting married and it's going to be within a week. Right. Like, they're vampires. You'd think they would plan, like, this big elaborate wedding. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, he's been waiting for you for centuries. He wants to marry you now. Well, like, well what? <laughs> then why didn't you introduce me, like, a few years ago and let me warm up to the idea of him? Right. You know, maybe- like you've been you've known this whole time. Couldn't you have like come over and met me before and like gotten into a relationship instead of just saying, oh, yeah, hi, you're going to be my bride and we're going to be married in a week. Yeah. No, because they don't see her as a person. They don't respect her as a person. She is a tool for every man in this book to be used. Yes. She has absolutely no fucking agency at all. And she tries, in the beginning, she tries to fight for agency and control. And she tries to fight to do the right thing for her people. 
which is commendable and which is why I kind of liked her in the beginning. But then, you know, like, so she goes and she tells the king and then Corbin manipulates her into going and seeing Lydia, the prophecy lady, who Mm -hmm. just spits out prophecies all day. And she's like, hey, yeah, no, I might have shown that you two were together, but that's not, you know, you're actually fated to be mated with this other guy. With this other guy. He's a hybrid. You could get killed for this. Go find him. Good luck. (laughs) This is how you end the war. (laughs) And this is actually how you end the war. And so she goes and she finds the before she goes she's like Corbin I have to go on this quest to end the war um and he's like oh well you need to come back to me so we're gonna do this bloodlust thing so I can guarantee you'll come back to me right you know and she's like okay daddy (laughs) because you're my new daddy (laughs) and not like a fun kinky sexual way but like in a like controlling right you know patriarchal I'm my dad is handing over ownership of me to you here in five days yes. <laughs> which vampires should be like five years or 50 years because they live for fucking ever in this book but no well and the hybrid is the Lycan king's son yes we don't find that out until after she fucks him I feel like no no no, no, no. no. she finds out during the prophecy because yeah. um, Lydia tells her that that was her sister's um, son. Yeah. And that her sister got killed because of it. Oh, by the way, the dad is the Lycan King. Yes. She just kind of throws it out there. Like, yeah. You know, you've no big deal. Good luck. Good luck not dying in this situation. Yep. Yeah. So she like goes off and she finds him and she mates him and lo- falls, in- falls in love with him within like, what, two days? Yep. Like, because that is a thing that actually happens ever. Yeah. I mean, like... I feel like it's different with supernatural creatures, but still. Two days. They don't even know each other, though. They like, don't. they know nothing. They just have sex and say, I love you. Right. Which is not... First of all, not healthy to put in a book. No. But second of all, not not believable at all. Especially after she's, like, basically, like this walking like pleasure doll basically that's what she is because that's even how she lures in the uh humans yeah she's like i'll fulfill all your desires if you come with me into this dark alley and they're like okay and then she eats them yep yeah so she she knows how to use it but she doesn't necessarily know what it is yeah and she doesn't know how to use it for her advantage in her actual life. Just how to get food. Just how to get food. Because if she could manipulate the men around her better, she could be in charge. She should be in charge. She should be in charge. When they were saying, when the goddess came to her and told her that they needed a new um, leader, it was like, oh, well, it should be Zeta. Right, because she's the only one talking to everybody and trying to find peace. Right, and then her dad locks her up. Because she's pregnant with a hybrid's baby, and that's illegal. Yep. And he then disowns her Yep. for having sex with Lycan. Because she's like, but dad, well, no, sorry, but father. And he's like, nope. Yep. He's like, nope, you're no longer my daughter. You are carrying a Lycan's child. And he's so racist against Lycan's. He's like, even the, you know, like, the goddess must be, like, corrupted because, you know, if. There's no way they would have. Yeah. Sanctioned this. Yeah. But I jumped ahead again. <laughs> you did. Because like, we haven't even gotten to the demon that she was like wants to fuck. Right. And husband, I fucked the other half of the book. Because, you know, after meeting, like, meeting with the Lycan king and, you know, mating his son and stuff. And they're like, here, take this peace treaty back to the king. Good luck figuring out how, like, letting them know that you're fucking my son. Right. <laughs> Without dying, but you know, it's okay. You got some demons with you. <laughs> yep, they're gonna protect you. Yeah, and you know those people, my people, that want to kill the vampires. I'm gonna make sure they don't do that. But not really. Okay, so go. Good luck. <laughs> yep. And then they show up, and then the lichens are there, and they're starting this huge war, this battle on the capital, basically. Yeah. 
And it's like, well, there goes the peace treaty. There goes the peace treaty. And she's like, but I got to talk to Lydia, the prophecy lady. And that gets her and the two demons that are supposed to be protecting her captured. Yep. One of them dies during torture. Yep. The other one gets really close to death. Mm -hmm. But then they made the mistake of taking off his his, uh, cuffs. The magical cuffs that kept him from portaling out and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then the barrier. I'm not even sure why they took the cuffs off of him. Because they felt safe because he was in the dungeons. And the dungeons had magical barriers to keep him from portaling out. I guess. And they wanted to torture him, like, his full body, I guess. I don't know. And I don't know why they weren't torturing her instead of, like, to get answers. Because Corbin was still in love with her and he didn't want to hurt his precious little thing. Yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense, but... He wanted her to be an example. Well, no, he wanted the demons to be an example and he wanted to have her watched them be tortured and he was even like i'm gonna leave you down here to see what it looks like whenever you cross me yeah yeah but then they get the demon and her escape yes they portal out yeah and he's all like and then he's flying them away you know after they portaled into the lila the there's lillian lillian city or whatever like one of the cities, they portal to a city and they're flying, they're trying to fly back to the Lycan capital and the humans shoot him down. Yep. Because apparently the humans know about them, but they were also fucking stuck up each other's asses. They thought the humans were completely like oblivious, oblivious, but they were doing some crazy shit. How the fuck did the humans not know? Right? Like they were murdering people all the fucking time. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's how the vampires eat. Exactly. Okay. That's what I'm saying. If the vampires are murdering people all the time and there's all be- this technology with like cameras right? and stuff, of course they're going to be caught. Yep. The vampires are fucking stupid. The lichens are stupid. Everybody in charge is stupid. <laughs> this book is stupid. Anyway. <laughs> So they get shot down from the air, and he's dying. And she's like, "Well, how can I help you? You know, how do you heal? How do I you need heal? to hunt? I know I need to hunt. What do you need?" And he's like, "I need sex. Yeah, but I can't have that from you." So, and he's like, "She's like, well, what about blood?" And he's like, "I guess, but I can't have that from you because then I will want to fuck you, and then that would be bad because then." Arian will murder me, or Muriel will murder me, or both. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but she end up she ends up um, getting him to do it anyway because she's like, "Well, but you're gonna die, and I don't want you to die. So here, just have my blood." Yes. And that's when she starts masturbating. Yep. <laughs> well, well, he's covering both of them in her blood. Yep. Yep. And then she goes and hunts a black or brown bear, whatever bear it is. And she's like, oh, my goodness, this is so much better than humans. Yeah, because she's chasing a predator. Yeah. And she likes the thrill of the hunt. Yes. Yes. But that's also her being tamed by the man, in my opinion. Because men are the ones that are like, look. Killing these predators are better than killing humans, even though nature says you should kill humans, and you like killing humans. Yeah, because yeah. it was um, Aaron that did it to her. Yep, yep. But were there even any humans where they were at? Because weren't they like in the forest at the time? At the time, yes. But I mean, she probably would have gone for an animal anyway afterwards. Because after that point with Aaron, she only hunts animals. True. So then after that, shoot, what was after that she hunted the animal? <laughs> after they, after she goes for hunt and they go back awkwardly to Muriel and Aaron and she's like carrying this dirty secret that, you know, she kind of has the hots for her demon guard bodyguard you know they tell him the story without the blood and sex right and then 
Well, first they go to where Aaron's hideout was and he's not there. So then they have to go to find um, where they're at. Yep. And she finds out where they're at because it's like, well, they heard you were captured. So now they're preparing for war. Yeah. <laughs> and now, like, it just keeps, it's like this convoluted past the, you know, like, pass, them back, pass her back and forth. She gets kidnapped by somebody. She escapes. She gets kidnapped again. She escapes. Like, I mean, it's just back and forth. And none of it really matters. <laughs> that is kind of what happens. Because after they get ready for the war and they have their big feast or whatever, um, they go down into the underground tunnels and she's supposed to be protected in the underground tunnels. And then, hey, here's Corbin, who just happened to show up because he used a portal yep and then she gets kidnapped again yep along with the uh vampire king who they managed to keep safe from corbin who was trying to murder him and take his space yep yeah he's like i'm gonna murder my daddy and take his spot because i like power and he literally said that because i love power and i'm like that's fucking stupid he even told his father that he was like because i like power yes yes and he's like well you're stupid and he's like, well, I got it from you, dad. And he, and no one argues the fact that they're both stupid. Right? <laughs> yes. So then they go back and they go to where the bloodstone is. And... Which is the coolest part, like, because the bloodstone is a gift from God, from the mm-hmm. gods, right? And it bleeds just regular human blood, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, they have it, like, set up so it collects in a bowl for people to drink but anyway the bloodstone bleeds this regular blood to remind the vampires that the gift can be taken away at any time Mm -hmm. and so they need to make sure that they appease you know the The god the gods but specific specifically the goddess of night uh verhima Mm -hmm. and so originally like the original story is marcus and muriel were brothers right and they were human right Mm -hmm. and the gods loved them like the goddess of night and the god of the moon decided that they they were going to do it with them and so they each gave them these stones that gave them gifts of the underworld right and so the bloodstone and the moonstone. Yes, and these stones gave them the gift of vampirism and lichenism. And then they were al- then using the stones, they could summon more vampires and demons from the underworld to serve them. Yep. And that's how the vampire race and lichen race were created, which is mm-hmm. very very cool. It is. And then it got lame. To see how they are created, (laughs) I thought it was a really cool original idea. Yes, yes, that part was very cool and very original. And I wish there was more of that. Less pass the doll around. Yes. Yeah. So they go to the 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 bloodstone, and the king is like, "Well, I don't want my son to corrupt my species, so kill me. I know you have a stake in your jacket." pull it out and then he rams himself with it and he dies and the goddess of the night comes and she's like who the fuck killed my vampire did you know i loved him he's my favorite and then then everyone in the room is like uh you know and she's like hello he killed himself and she's like who the fuck are you and she's like i'm zeta and she's like why did he kill himself and then he's like because his son stole his throne and corrupted the species and she's like you're all gonna fucking die and she's like excuse me could you please have mercy this is actually what's up and she tells him all about you know what's going on and then the god is like hey you're carrying a baby you're carrying a hybrid baby there's hope okay i'll give you six months to figure this clean this shit up go and you that's guys it. You have to have peace and you have to have that baby. Yeah. And it's not even just peace between the lichens and the vampires. It's, it's with the humans. too. Yep. Which six months is not enough time. No, because the humans are cattle. Humans are just fucking cattle. In this world, yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to make friends with your cattle? The lichens have made friends with some of the humans. Yeah, but the lichens don't eat the humans. That's true. The vampires do. 
So the vampires are going to have to learn not to eat humans. And that shit's not going to go down. No. There's a lot of shit in the vampire race that needs to be fucking fixed before they can make peace. Mm-hmm. They got to make peace with themselves before they can make peace with others. And that's the book. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sex scenes are okay, I guess. But, you know. They, they were eh. eh. There was no tension to, like, build up to no, them. No, there wasn't. There was no, like, I'm invested in these characters. I really hope they get together. Right. Um, There's really nothing to be like, oh, I like this book. Not really. Uh, I mean, besides the little bit of lore there was. Yeah, the writing's okay. Like, I mean, there's no, like, anything that stands out as really shitty writing. It just... It was hard to read. Yeah, because it was boring. You weren't invested. Right. But, like... I guess the sense of structures were okay. That's what I'm saying about the writing. Because clearly, if you're not invested in the book, it's not that's not good writing. You need to be invested in it. And maybe it's just not for us. Because this isn't even a true harem book. Like, we were thinking it was going to be a harem book. Mm-hmm. Well, you were. I was. And I was really hoping it would be a harem book. Right. Because we need to read one. You need to read a harem book, Kristen. We'll read one. Okay. Because... When the lady has, like, five different guys pleasuring her all at once, and there's, like, cans everywhere, and holes are getting filled, and it's fucking amazing, mm-hmm. it's lovely. You'll like it. Like, harem books are great. Everyone I've read. Reverse harems. Sorry, not harem books. Reverse harems. Where the lady's in charge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and those are probably more feminist than this one was. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the woman's in charge. And she's not a doll being passed around. Right. Oh, my God. Do you know how annoying that is for me, Kristen? (laughs) Like, I'm going to put this up with Fifty Shades of Grey annoying. Wow. Yeah. Like. I didn't think it was that bad. But it was hard to read and there wasn't really anything good about it. So, okay. Maybe it's bad. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's up there with Fifty Shades. Like, she is better, like, at sentence structures. That's true. And then you know, she's a better writer than E.L. James. Yes. Like, her, like the words do flow better. Yes. To create a coherent story. There is that. There is a coherent story. Right. Which all of the chain reactions kind of, I guess, make sense in context. But they're not the logical choices. No. No. And I mean, like, I understand you not wanting to give your characters, like, you think, okay, how do I keep these characters apart for as long as possible to build tension? Mm-hmm. You say, oh, what do you, what does your character you want? And then you take them as close as possible and then not give it to them. Right. There wasn't any of that. There was none of that. And I think she tried, but she failed. Right. Because if she had done it correctly, Zeta might not have been in charge of everyone, but there have been a future for Zeta to be in charge of everyone. Mm-hmm. And not be, like, their doll. Because, and then maybe that's why there's not a second one, is because, you know, like, no one had any interest in it. Well, how old is the book? I don't know. It could also be the fact that it's just brand new. Copyright 2022. So, yeah, she's probably just working on a second one. For everyone looking for that sexy as hell book boyfriend. That's what she wrote. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. First of all, if I was picking between the demons, you have the clean cut writer mm-hmm. who looks like every fucking boy band member ever in all right. black, right? And then you have Leo, the one with mohawk and muscles and tattoos and mm-hmm. piercings. I would have gone with Leo. But no, she murdered Leo. She did murder him. And of course, this one lady, Zeta, has a thing about clean-cut, muscular, mm-hmm. all-American boys. There was no variety nope. at all between any of them. There wasn't, except for Leo. But Leo died. She wasn't even attracted to Leo. Leo was there for like two seconds. I know. And then he died. I feel like Leo got fridged. Fridged? Yeah, like you know when girls die in order to move the plot along? Ah. Leo died in order to move the plot along and give, you know, her emotional reasoning to go on and 
go murder some people in a revenge story. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I knew this book was relatively new because, like I said, I saw it on a uh, ad on Instagram. Yeah. But I didn't know how new. Yeah, it's pretty new. It sucks. <laughs> Don't read it. Save yourself time. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But I was excited about this book, damn it. I know. So was I. I was like, ooh, a harem book. Yeah, I'd love some harem books. Anyway, you know what is exciting hmm. is our next book we're reading. Yes. Because we're going back to... to sex Wizards. Yes. Book two, Mastery. Um, the description says, magic is a rare gift. And it's been six months since Dominique of Arendelle first left home to study it. After solidifying his place at the legendary crux as a skilled conduit, he now faces his next challenge, casting. When every spell he attempts fails to hit the mark, he finally turns to the grandmaster of the crux, Arlon Kaelson, for guidance. The unyielding lessons that follow strip Dom down to his very foundation, rebuilding him to confront his own worst enemy, himself. But while Dom grows more confident inside the crux, a threat gathers outside of it, one that will rock the kingdom of Stratham to its core, capable of destroying the crux from the inside out. The second book of Althea Faust's epic sex wizard series, Mastery, delivers risk-aware, consensual kink, hard-beating ASM, an ever-escalating epic plot, and a lot of butt stuff. Yep. I'm excited. I am too. I've been wanting to read this one for a while. I just hadn't gotten the other opportunity. And then like two months ago, we decided we were going to read it for the podcast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> because what we're really excited is about Katie Roberts' tentacle porn. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, maybe for Christmas, we'll find a good harem. Maybe. In December, we might read a good harem book. I'll have to look into it. Don't we need something for November? No, I'm kidding. I was going to say, <laughs> fuck November. Fuck November. <laughs> no, we'll figure out November, too. Okay. okay. But definitely... I do have a list on Goodreads of possible podcast books. Oh, okay. I just randomly find whatever. Well, I know we usually just randomly find them, but, like, I found some, then I was like, I added them to the list. Or, like, the one that you sent me. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. The one I sent you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for November. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But that's our next book. Is the next Sex Wizards book. Yes. And that's exciting. Because that one was really good. It was a really good book. And it had a lot of good, consensual, fun sex. It did. Yes. And that's why I'm excited for it. Right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and a follow-up from last month. If you listened to our Sin and Blue Balls episode... They did, in fact, have second sex in the second book. I went and read it. <laughs> and the third book. They had sex in the third book. And I'm pretty sure they're going to have sex in the fourth book, too. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Maybe we could go back to that later on. <laughs> Just read the last book. No, we should skip to the fourth book. Because you've already read two and three. Yes. We'll skip to the, and we'll read the fourth book for November. Mm. And that way we can just update on some shit that happened. Like, quick cliff note shit. Like, But then that means I need checklist. to go and read two and three. If I can do it in a day, you, or two days, sorry, because I read the second one and the next day I read the third one. Mm. You can read the second and third one and then the fourth one in a week, right? Maybe. Can you read it by November? Should be able to. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to get around to it. Okay. Yes. No, I, my reading time is shrinking by it the day. Is because you have to go back to school. Yes. For my senior year of my bachelor's. Hmm. Yay. I thought you found out you had to have two more years, not just one more year. Just one more year. Just one more year. Yeah. And then that's for my bachelor's. And then if I want to go on and become a librarian and do librarian study, like I have to get a master's in librarian. Gotcha. And that'll be two more years. Okay. So technically, I guess I have three more years of school, but I have one more year of being at school because my master's will be online. And then oh. I can work full time and, you know, gotcha. work on my master's. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember how that worked. It's complicated, crazy shit, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Our educational system's fucked. It is. Yeah. 
But, I mean, how great would that be? Because then I could just live in a library and read books. Mm-hmm. No, I know that's not what librarians do, but that's what I want to do. <laughs> it's just read There's and There's a lot more work into it. I know. But I need a day job. All writers do. Unless you're like, you know, get, hit that really lucky spot where you make like a li- make a living off of it. Mm-hmm. But that always takes time too. So it does. Yeah. Day job until then. Mm-hmm. Plus, I need health benefits before then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it'll allow me to buy a house because if you're a writer, usually if you can't pay cash for that house, it's harder to get a mortgage. Because, you know, you have to prove you have income for a year hmm. and to pay for the house or six months or something like that. And when you're not making steady royalties that cover that much, it makes it harder. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. So having a day job as a writer, whether that's as a teacher or a librarian or whatever, usually right. helps buy that whole suburban lifestyle that everybody's aiming for Hmm. i just want health benefits and a place to play video games in old age (laughs) i don't want a lot (laughs) i don't want a big house because it's a lot of house to clean that is a lot of house to clean you can edit this out later if you want oh okay (laughs) yeah maybe like a place for a sex dungeon that's that's the dream oh that would be so yeah, and we can have orgies. Man. There is um two dungeons in Kansas City. Yeah, but do you think my husband would be okay with going to a dungeon? I don't know. You've met him. You know <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> that's a big no. That's a big no. And do you think he'd be comfortable with me going to a dungeon without him? Maybe if it was with me. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Considering every time you get drunk, I start, like, groping you. <laughs> you didn't last time. Almost did. No, you did. I did. You did. I did. You grabbed my nipple. <laughs> we get drunk together and, you know, like, all my inhibitions, all those important, like, control factors yep. I have in place, you know, they just disappear. And I do yep. whatever the fuck I want. She walked in on me while I was going pee. <laughs> yep. Started grabbing her boobs. Well, you, no, you at least waited until I was washing my hands to grab that's my tr- boobs. That's true. Because your hands were occupied and you couldn't, like, swap my hands away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible person when I'm drunk. Uh, nah, it's entertaining. Yeah. That's what Jack says. But he doesn't see me grabbing people's boobs either. That's true. <laughs> he just I don't know. Me. Is it entertaining for Josh? I think it is. I think everybody enjoys me drunk because... I'm not a terrible person. I just get a little gropey and I get a little loud and I laugh a lot. Okay. Yes. Because after you left, I was like also rolling around on the carpet singing Adele really loudly. (laughs) I got gassy and started farting and then laughing at myself farting from what Josh told me. Yeah. (laughs) I apparently was trying to give directions home. Oh, Oh my goodness. That was a lot of tequila you gave us. Yes, it was a lot of tequila. <laughs> and vodka. Yep. Pineapple vodka. It yes. was delicious. Oh my god, it was. So good. <sighs> yeah. But I think it's because most of the time I'm very much in control. I try to be in control of my mm-hmm. emotions. And so I'm very... I try to be as stoic as possible. Mm-hmm. And so... And then you get that alcohol in you and it's just all gone. It's gone. It's so gone. <laughs> And then I become, like, just every, like, the id is in control of everything. hmm Yeah. It's yeah. that way with weed, too. Yeah, but I get less horny with weed than I do with alcohol. <laughs> or I should say, my taste and sex are different. Because when mm. I'm drunk, it's, like, all ladies. Like, all I want is, like, a pair of titties and a wet vagina. Okay. Right? Okay? Like, I just want to, like, finger bang somebody while motorboat, giving motorboats. Okay. okay. When I'm high, I like people doing things to me. So I want, like, I usually want some dick. 
because I like my holes being filled and all the sensations happening mm-hmm. that come with sex. So, like, when I'm high, I like all the, like, people touching me and having all the sensations on me. Hmm. So, I'd prefer to, like, have a man or men. Like, ultimate dream would be to be, like, high and getting gang banged. Oh, my God. Right. That'd be so much fun. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's like one of my ultimate fantasies is to get gangbanged. Yeah. I want to have all of my holes filled. Right. And all the sensations, Mm -hmm. like being heightened by. Anyway. So. But that's one of those things that I know is never going to happen. Right. Because I love my husband. I respect him too much. And if he's not comfortable with it, I'm not going to do it. Right. And that's something she tried to cover in this book, but failed. (laughs) Because she doesn't know what the word respect means. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think we've rambled enough. Do you think that we were rambling? Because <laughs> I felt like we were just discussing things. Anyway. Okay, we were talking about random nonsense. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but it might be entertaining for somebody. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody ever gives us feedback. Nope, not at all. Not even like a DM. Like, hey. On Instagram, nothing. No. Our breeding kink got a lot of likes, though. It did, but no messages, no comments, no nope. like, hey, you guys suck. No. Nope. We should shut your fucking mouths. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, hey, I love what you guys talk about. I also, too, want all my holes filled, you know, but I'm too quiet and not brave enough to say that yep. on the internet. Yeah. I just said that like an old person. Yay. <laughs> You're not old. I'm, I'm hitting my mid-30s, Kristen. I'm old. That's not old. Feels old. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're doing mastery next time. Uh huh. If you'd like to read along with us, but you don't have to, we'll cover it. I, maybe. Yeah. Let's see how that ADHD is working that day. Uh, you can follow us at Kinkyistics you know, on Twitter. Because Chris and I Instagram. both have ADHD, which is probably why um, these podcasts are so fun. And then I'm at and random and unfocused. And then sometimes they're really focused. And I guess Twitter, that's a reflection Instagram, of the writers um, and how they Snapchat, engage our brains. TikTok. Because oh, yeah, Kinkyistics is on TikTok too. We actually have a couple of TikToks. Um, engage our brains. We did. We made a really good one, if and it has a three three hundred five likes, a and, and doesn't have it social involves media. my own rabbit. So and you're yeah, welcome. That's about it. Bye. Bye.